The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a particular fellow who speaks at a lot of Shabbatons. It's one of the things that he has. He's a great speaker. He's a great public speaker. And once he was invited to come to large Shabbaton in a hotel, and he was one of the keynote speakers there. He asked the organizers, I've been leaving my house for Shabbat so much recently, and by the way, it's a big struggle if you're a speaker. You know, you, know, you want to be at your mishpach on one end, but... So he asked them if he could bring his daughter, which I think is a nice thing he tries. And someone recently told me this, a woman told me who speaks a lot in different places, that whenever she goes to speak somewhere, she goes out of town, she tries to bring one of her children, one of her children, you know, that's the right age appropriate, so that they feel they're part of it. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a way that they don't feel isolated. They feel, you know, included. So he asked if he could bring his daughter to the Shabbaton. The organizer said, sure, no problem. He said she could sleep in my room. I don't have an issue. But like, comes Friday night, and it's a magnificent Friday night suda with singing and with zmiris. And then afterwards, there was a shadasach, like an oneg, where everyone sits together. And the oneg went very, very late. This Rav's daughter was with him, and she told him already, 11 o'clock, she goes, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin by the time it turns 12. I'm going into the room, and I'm going to sleep. He says, no problem. He doesn't realize she took the key. He doesn't have a key now. He doesn't get back to his room till between 1 and 1.30. He gets to the room, starts knocking on the door, and his daughter's a teenager. And when teenagers sleep, the world could come down on them and she doesn't hear anything. He goes back to the front desk. There's no one at the front desk. I don't think I could help her. I don't know. There's no one there. He looks around. There's no one there. What's he supposed to do? He's totally, totally slammed. He's so tired. He's been giving it all the entire night. He can't get into his room. So he, he goes and he, he takes a chair. There's a chair in the hall over there. And he sits down in front of the room. He doesn't know what to do. And he starts saying something to him. As he's sitting there, five minutes. An elderly Rav and his Rebetzin, who were part of the Shabbaton, come there as well. And they say, Kvayt Harav, what are you doing here? Why are you just sitting here saying to him? He says, I'll be honest, I'm locked out of my room and I can't go to sleep. He said, oh, that's not good. They went into their room. Two minutes later, they came out. And he says, if you can't sleep, I, I don't feel right sleeping either. It's not fair. And his wife says, if, he, there's, if the Rav's not going to go to sleep, I'm not going to sleep either. Come, let's sit in the lobby together. You shouldn't have to sit here on a chair. It's 1.30 in the morning. At that point, they go, they sit down in the lobby. And they start having a meaningful discussion. They weren't just shooting the breeze. It was Anashim Chashuvim. They sit there for a full hour. one thirty to 2.30. The whole place is fast asleep. Finally, one of the local janitors, you know, the, the custodian happens to come in. And then he says, is there something I could do? I'm locked down in my room. He goes, I'll take care of you. And he goes, he has the master. He opens it up. And at 2.30, the Rav and his wife retire to their room. And this, you know, dynamic speaker goes into his room. He's quiet. He doesn't want to wake his daughter. The next day, the Rav speaks. This, this young dynamic speaker speaks. And, he shares. He speaks about the concept of not being able to be comfortable if someone else is not in comfort. And he shares the story how he's sitting on the chair and this chash of a rav comes and he didn't, couldn't sleep because he wasn't sleeping and his wife couldn't sleep because he wasn't sleeping. And he speaks about how this midah is so important and so vichtig, it's just so pivotal. And he thought that was the end. He inspired people and that was great. Matzah Shabbos. This rav and Rebetzin, the one that stayed up because the other rav couldn't sleep in his bed. As soon as Shabbos is over, their phone starts buzzing. They take out their phone. Mazel tov, their daughter-in-law had a baby. Oh, it's Givaldig. But then they hear the backstory. It seems like the couple went to the hospital expecting everything to be normal, but there were complications. At one o'clock in the morning, the doctors thought that they had to do a serious surgery and they weren't sure what the outcome was. And they asked the young man if they should do the surgery or not. He didn't know. And it was a time of terrible, terrible crisis. And he began to say to Hillam, unbeknownst, his parents were back in the hotel. At 1.30, the doctors came out of the OR where they were trying to decide what to do. And they said, it seems like the crisis has passed. Keep davening. That was at 1.30. At 2.30 a.m., a beautiful, healthy baby was born in a normal, natural way. Let's take us back to the hotel. 
At 1.30, her in-laws sat down with this rough and couldn't sleep. And at 2.30, they finished being nice and all. That's when the baby was born. Who knows if that one hour of feeling somebody else's discomfort and not being able to be comfortable yourself was the catalyst for a healthy and normal birth as what could have been a terrible and very difficult situation, Chas Vashon. When we put ourselves out for others, it's mahapich, din, terachamim. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.